The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. My name is Jeremy Wiseman. I'm joined by Jerry Karaya, and we're going to be talking about hard assets, assets that will protect you during these turbulent times and uncertain times. Certain, Jerry, I got to start with this. I'm not sure about you, but the sense that I'm receiving from people that were that we've been uh, talking with and, and helping get into the market over the last, I'd say, good couple weeks is fear. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of tension in the air these days. Are you getting the same feeling from your own clients? Certainly, Jeremy. As I take a step back and I just analyze the amount of people that we talked and we met this week, and we're so very thankful heading into Thanksgiving week and thankful for all the new clients, all the new meetings that we've had, um, meeting some great people. But yeah, the consensus is fear, anxiety, uncertainties, and looking for a solution to these anxieties. I mean, this is one area that people are really focused on is the loss of wealth and purchasing power, loss of money, which is one of, you know, this is a very important topic. You know, other other things that people are talking about and worried about are food shortages, um, talking about power. The UK right now is, is really worried about power and rolling blackouts. These are negative realities that people are really focused in on. Yeah, and we'll definitely get into what's happening in Europe. Um, A lot to do this week. We're going to be talking a lot about energy and a lot about the credit markets and how they're all kind of playing together and converging here at the moment. Before getting into that, let's, let's talk about what's happening so far this week in the gold market and silver market. Really, really great news in gold this week. Gold is now net positive on the year in Canadian dollars. We're up 1.7%. In fact, gold is up in virtually every currency, Jerry, except for the USD. And in in US dollars, gold is only down a mere 6.4%. Now, that's pretty good. But I got even better news for you. What's you that? Yes. I bet you didn't know because I bet you didn't even look this week. <laughs> gold... Uh, sorry, silver is only down 3.9% in Canadian dollars this year. It has fought back from double digits. I think at one point it was more than 12%. And we're now down only 3.9% in Canadian dollars. Now, comparatively, um, you know, bad news is the Dow's down um, eight, just shy of 19% year to date. S&P down 23% year to date. NASDAQ over 31% year-to-date. TSX is down just about 12% year-to-date. So in comparison, gold, I would say, is definitely doing its job, and even silver is doing its job. And so you get this sense from a lot of people getting into the market, and what we're trying to um, get across to them and communicate is that there are now shortages in the physical silver and gold market, and it's important to get what you can and start accumulating and get your position because you may not be able to get it. And so if gold is down, great. If silver is down a little bit, great. Uh, This is the time to be getting into the market in that sense. Uh, Your thoughts on that, Jerry? 
Yeah, we're noticing the mint shortages now. I'm just seeing that across the board with uh, some of the major U.S. dealers in the U.S., some of the major wholesalers just this past Monday, Jeremy. Uh, the cost on the smaller items, talking about one-ounce gold maples, went up about 1.1.5% hour costs in one day. Um, 16 to 30 days out delivery for replenishing on large orders. Um, further, the one-ounce silver maple, the most popular coin that we offer here at Guildhall, uh, that price went up almost, our cost, I think, went up about 4% in one day. So it's causing a lot of investors to kind of uh, turn away from these higher ticket items, the coins, and look to bars uh, for the same value that you're adding some physical bullion in your possession, but now you're getting more ounces for your dollar, Jeremy. So this is, um, we're seeing the premiums rise on smaller items, but not so much on the bigger items. Once we see this, the premium start to rise on the 100 ounce bars, that'll definitely show signs of um, supply shortages for sure. Yeah, the the number 18778 silver, the website guildhallwealth.com. And you know, Jerry, <clears throat> there's three things in life. There's price, delivery, and service. And it's interesting when you talk to people, and, and we under we know that that not everybody might want to work with Guildhall. There's a lot of different firms, and there's a lot of ways to go about it. But one of the things that we do at Guildhall, especially in the registered accounts, you see, when people are shopping around, right? Um, I know this happens in real estate a lot, too. It's, it's like, what's the value of having that broker, right? Well, catching things you might not know. So sometimes when people are, um, and we don't really get a lot of price comparison shopping per se, but sometimes, you know, when people are buying for the first time, everybody is price conscious. Mm-hmm. That's true. Everyone is very price conscious because if you're not quite sure what you're doing yet, one thing you can control is price. And if I can see those numbers and compare, I can go with the better price. Mm -hmm. True. One of the things that we do is it's not just about, well, let's compare Royal Canadian Mint prices. Did you know that if we get, let's say, Pamp Swiss 100-ounce bars, which are also LBMA – London Bullion Market Association, meet all the exact same standards as liquid, can sell it as easily anywhere around the world, but we could save you 50 cents a bar, which is going to be $500 on a thousand ounces. This is where you're going to get the discount. Mm -hmm. So there's other ways. That's just one way, but there's ways that we can work because of our knowledge in the market of helping people get the best rates possible. Sometimes it's, it's payment method. Yeah. You know, if someone wants to come in and pay cash, we, you know, banks charge money to put cash in the bank. We, we can't do as much maybe on the exchange because we have to pad things. When are we going to put the cash in the bank as, as an example? So we have pre-authorized debit. If someone wanted to pay right away, then we have some room to work mm-hmm. and help the client to get some better rates. So again, even payment method could be another way in which you can try to get some better pricing along the yeah. way. Now. All that said, the all bets off if there's no product available, mm-hmm. right? Once once product becomes very very tight, you're not gonna. It's yeah. not gonna be a case of where can I try to shave a little bit here and there. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be can I get it? Period. Flat. Yeah, yeah, that's so that's, that's the big risk. So that that's one thing to just keep in mind that you know it's great to work with someone who's experienced in the market and we've been here a long time. That's another thing to. You know, something that's kind of underestimated, I'm going to say from, from companies, Jerry, is turnover. That's right. Turnover. Mm-hmm. Okay, someone might be working with you and they're very nice and they're knowledgeable and 
how long have they worked there? Yeah. What's the potential that you, when you call back in five years, you're speaking to to John instead of Dean? That's a big concern. That has been a, uh, asked of me a few times this really? week. Really? Uh, because people are, are looking at parking RSPs and then it will eventually become rifts. So they're looking at a few years out. And Jerry, you're going to be here when I need you five, ten years from now. Absolutely. I have an RSP. I have physical precious metals in an RSP. I'm going to be here because I want to be very close to my precious metals for 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 many reasons. And we're building a book. And and that, that too. But, you know, we're also building relationships. And about the Guildhall experience, I think, yeah, price is important. Um, delivery, obviously, you want to ensure that the metals are delivered in your account or in your hand. But further customer service experience, I think that is something for me. I mean, I, those three things you talk about, if I don't get the service, if I don't get proper, if people are not listening to why I'm here, or if I'm not greeted when I come into a store, I'm immediately out. You're not getting my money. Even yeah. if it's a dollar or $10, my time is money. And for me to spend some time above just seeing the product buying it you're on their way here's your invoice and you're and call me if you need me next time we're building a relationship we want to understand why the whys and there are a, a plethora of whys for precious metals today i'm not going to argue on the whys and you know maybe you know some people are prepping and they want to have some coins and they want to be able to have legal tender and the ability to barter. So what we do here as well, we'll further tailor it in such a way, you tailor your order of silver and gold based on maybe the silver to gold ratio, a nice balance, having a little bit more silver exposure, but then having smaller increments. So you have that, that tradeability, that barter if you need, but then move towards a more of a store of value. Because for me, it is about store of value. Silver and gold are wealth insurance and you want to be cognizant of what is the threat against our money, and that is the devaluation, a deliberate devaluation of our of our currency. All currencies right now are down versus gold and silver, and the timing for precious metals couldn't be louder. Louder, the reasoning for it, and versus you know trying to time a dip and buy, you better make sure that you have the metals in your possession before the rush happens. And also, speaking of trying to time a dip. If, if silver went drop to fourteen dollars, I don't. You'd see a crack in the paper versus physical metal, and it's not as though you would be getting it that much cheaper. There's a level at which the pri the paper price goes too far, and that's it. You're not getting any more of a discount. That's right. In the last week, we talked about the AICS, the costs for keeping a mine solvent, and for gold, it's. It's $1,300, Jeremy. <laughs> We're sitting at $1,700 today. Um, and, you know, that's not, very, that's not a lot of margin for an entire mining operation per ounce on gold. It's, 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 uh, for silver, I think the average is about 15 to, we've seen various mines, but not much margin. There comes, yeah, there comes a point where the mines won't sell the gold and silver that is needed. Yeah, so we call it pennies to the downside, dollars to the up. This is about preparing a position. I always think of it a little bit like a sailing regatta. The market hasn't broken out yet. We're looking for silver to get above 22, yep. get above 30. Gold's got to break up above 18. It's got to get above 2,000. And then the regatta starts. The bull market starts. So it doesn't matter if you're a few boat lengths back. You know, it's about are you, are, A, are you at the, are you at the race? Are, are you positioned? Do you have a ticket to ride? And then secondly, you know, 
you, you're you'll you at least you're in the boat and you're in the race and you're going to get going. You don't have to cross the start line first. Mm-hmm. You just want to cross the finish line at the end and make it through. And and you know this is at the end of the day, gold is certainty in uncertain times. Silver is certainty in uncertain times. There, there's definitely going to be a lot of turbulence. We're going to talk about that on the other side of the break. Wait till you hear the type of um, energy turbulence that is hitting the globe and the effect it's going to have on the precious metals market. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. You're listening to The Real Money Show on AM640. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website, guildhallwealth.com. Jerry, I've got uh, some headlines here. What's really interesting to me as I look back on this week and kind of the major headlines that were coming out is just the convergence of everything. And it really, you know, it's all around oil and energy, credit markets, but specifically in the oil markets, I'm not quite sure what's going on, but it feels like there's some sort of cold war happening. Mm -hmm. I have to say, just as an, you know, just as an aside, let's jump in. You'll see what I'm saying. I know you'll have some thoughts. Okay. Last Friday, probably while we were taping the show, Secretary of State in the United States, Antony Blinken, said that the damage and disruption to the pipelines, referring to Nord Stream 2, is viewed in Washington as a, quote, tremendous opportunity to greatly reduce European energy imports on Russia. I mean, number one, how do you feel about that? Because to me, it sounds like a complete joke. Or he's absolutely clueless, or it's too stupid to be stupid. There's no infrastructure, right? They have no reason to get off oil. I, I just, I just don't understand. And Polish people, by the way, mm-hmm. I saw this. Did you, I don't know if you saw this headline. They're literally burning garbage to stay warm. Already. Hmm. Already. Yeah. It's and like- at the same time, there's a there was a headline through Zero Hedge. That there's a that revolu- this is the the headline was revolution in the air as Brits burn power bills mm. amid historic energy crisis and there were similar protests happening in Italy same thing mm-hmm. the protest was burn your energy bill right can't pay for it can't afford it and everything they're doing you know they they've backtracked on taxes in in, in uh, England and it it's not looking good and well, then they- and then the energy in the U S right. They're they're trying to talk to Iran to get oil. OPEC saying no, we're just going to stop producing oil. Right. Raise prices even further, and the U.S. won't even look at Texas. Right. They w- it's a complete <laughs> joke. I mean, if you if you think about what he just said, a tremendous opportunity. They're revealing their hand. They have a green new deal that they really want to push through. They've already invested in this in this quote unquote. Uh, this infrastructure of the new green deal, which is going to fail. It's already dead in the water, in my opinion. Um, and this is definitely just showing their hands how desperate of a measure is that. And we have seen these types of events of of you know taking you know this this accident or this big disaster happening, and there's an immediate opportunity for for a pivot and to to go towards your end game result of of going fully green and and fulfilling uh, the World Economic Forum's uh, view of 
of making the world better and and making climate change uh, um, really the top top headline oh and and their number one solution is going green. Yeah, it's we a got we joke. got some headlines about that too, right? About the liberal government with oh the reveal and, and digital IDs and all that. But you know the irony, of course, again is the Green New Deal. There's no infrastructure. There's no way to get there. <laughs> So it just looks like, honestly, to me, it just looks like a scam to get money. It doesn't look like there's an actual altruistic, um, you know, thought it's about what's going on. So I, I turned on Fox Business this week. Literally five minutes. Yeah. Five minutes. Here's what I heard. Some guy gets on Fox News and says, I think the Dow, uh, you know, the stock markets have basically bottomed here. You know, if you look at historically, da, da, da. It looks like they've bottomed here. And I'm thinking, well, that kind of belies the 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 earnings ratios, right? Right. Uh, you know, and all the debt that's underneath it, I would say mm, doesn't make sense. Here was his reasoning. And you'll you'll see where I'm going with this, especially with the Green New Deal. He says, well, if you look at how many trucks and vehicles have been purchased recently, you'll see that there's a growing demand and the economy's getting back on track. Okay. Yeah, that sounds like that makes sense, right? Some other person on on this on the radio on the show, not the not the radio on the show. He goes, he says, yeah, the government bought all of those. That was the majority of the government buying them. And by the way, they're all they're all um, fossil fuels. Mm-hmm. It's all gas powered and diesel powered. <laughs> So you're going number one. The bottom number the one. The economy isn't growing. The government is buying and propping up by spending your money. We've seen that before. And then number two, what what about the energy policy of the United States? They're completely doing something different in the back end. The got the original person had nothing to say, and thank goodness they went to break because he got saved. <laughs> <laughs> well, further on oil, uh, coming from the Department of Energy. Uh, today, in fact, the United States has sold a, a whopping 10.15 million barrel batch of oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve to eight companies. Um, this was, um, again, this is just a big national security risk in the United States. The Strategic Oil Reserve is something that you keep in times of, of war. Um, and what they are doing, and I think it's very political because they're heading into the to the midterms, and it'll be look it'll look very good to have oil prices going down, and it's good for the pumps. But OPEC OPEC cut barrels by two million to offset any downside on on oil, so we're going to definitely get thrusted right through back to a hundred dollar level. There's a definitely a big war, as you mentioned, in the war, in this oil in the big oil, and uh, oil is definitely um, fighting to survive. I think it was the president of the Pe- American Petroleum. Um, companies in in the U.S. last week mentioned that this is strictly political. What is Joe Biden thinking? Um, he's doing nothing for the American American citizenry, nothing for Louisiana, nothing for for Texas. And I think it was uh, in Louisiana they they pulled a lot of the the, the funding from the pensions because if you're not going to be supporting our economy in big oil. Well, you're not getting our money. It, it's a big shift. Gone are the days where you could just take your military, get an excuse, and go into some country and start taking the oil out. Right? Those <laughs> right. days are gone. No, we gotta we gotta do it in another way. Jerry, what you know? We're talking about oil here, 
And I know one of the people that we follow in Steve St. Angelo has a, has a whole theory about energy return on investment. But what is the connection between oil? Because obviously we're talking about oil and energy. What's the connection there to precious metals? Well, we're seeing rising costs and rising oil prices will only mean rising costs for extracting the oil, extracting the precious metals rather uh, from the ground. So as the oil prices continually rise, um, it's putting a lot of pressure on the on the margins on the bottom line for these these companies to stay positive, net positive, and even solvent. So it's a very important thing because if costs rise on the left hand, well, you'll have to offset with um, higher prices for precious metals. Totally agree. The idea of just rising energy prices are going to translate into the rising cost of anything else. Um, another aspect of it is that, especially this goes to Steve St. Angelo's overall concept and theory, is as the cost to pull oil out of the ground gets more and more expensive. You've predicated your economy on it coming out at a certain price. And when you can't get that price anymore, you go to debt to um, essentially subsidize a, a rising price of oil, mm -hmm. right? So you subsidize cheap energy by having debt. And so there's a, almost a direct correlation between the rising price of oil and the need for debt. And again, we're, one of the themes we're talking about today is this idea of convergence. And when the energy market is being squeezed and the prices are going up at the same time when almost mathematically debts have reached their limit, where you can't keep borrowing, um, and of course the Fed is just you know, raising interest rates. And we can talk about that a little bit because I have another theory on that about mm -hmm. the banks, um, that it, it just becomes chaos. Yeah. And so one of the things you want to do is just avoid all that chaos and get out of the financial system and out of, out of the harm's way of all that. And so obviously owning physical precious metals is one way to do that. And one thing that Steve San Angelo talks a lot about is the stored energy of physical gold and silver. This idea that once you spend the energy to get the gold out of the ground, the energy output for it is pretty much done. Now it's just a pure store of value and energy stored. In other words, I take energy, I work every day, I create value, I get a currency for that. But where do I store the energy where it's essentially the value is going to be retained? Mm -hmm. Gold does that, mm -hmm. right? Um, because the price is always going up. And if I need to change it into something else, if I need to change my ounce of gold yeah. into a belt buckle, you can uh, do the energy cost for that is actually quite low versus mm -hmm. even you know paper money has to be taken out of circulation, burned, and re reproduced. Right. Um, digital currency, I don't know if anyone's done an audit on the energy it takes because we don't have free energy yet. And I don't know what the hmm. energy cost to run a digital system where where you have computers running all day long up to at this transaction, that transaction. It doesn't matter how many thousands of transactions. And I'm not saying that gold's going to become a currency anytime soon, but I am saying it is a store of value. It is a store of energy. Mm -hmm. And here on The Real Money Show, we talk about gold and silver as money. And we have to remind our listeners, remind our visitors what money is and what money is not. Money is not the paper that we have in our in our wallets that is your currency a store of value is money and it has to possess certain attributes and these attributes we repeat are portability divisibility durability recognizability and the number one for me is scarcity 
if the currency that you have is not scarce, if they can print at Wilm, if some other issue comes up in the world, if another, if another disaster, another pandemic comes, they're going to go into the printing press and start printing your currency into oblivion. Your wages are not keeping up. If we look at the, the data coming out, U.S. foods are up about 50%, heating oil up 130%, gasoline 61.4%, public debt is up 12%. People are going further and further into debt to try to maintain a standard of living, pay off their bills, paying their mortgages. People are going deeper and deeper, and you're working. You're working one job, potentially two jobs. The U.S. reported today better than anticipated uh, non-farm employment, so more jobs were uh, came out better than anticipated no, less the the payroll came out less than expected slightly and you know that that's going to be revised in three months down probably right probably but the you know we're seeing the futures and the stock market going down on that uh, on that news which is um which is a huge reminder that this is complete backwardation and we have to remember you know as you know, we're all trying to be wise with our money and we're going to see tax accountants to try to avoid paying taxes and making wise decisions and and uh, trying to defer taxes as much as possible, getting into an RSP perhaps. We have to remember a quote by Milton Friedman. He said the, the biggest, hit, hit, the highest hidden tax the public will ever pay is inflation. With each passing day, Canadians and Americans are paying for what this Fed's, our central bank's printing press frenzy has done. Canada, the G7 nation, has printed more of its paper than any other nation, and we're feeling it right now. And this is just the beginning. The beginning of inflation, it rumbles, it rattles. We're seeing a delay in precious metals, precious metals coil. It's a delayed response to inflation. But as the inflation takes off and we get priced in pivot for, look, the UN, just yesterday or this week, they urged a pause in interest rates, Jeremy. <laughs> oh, you, you, you jumped the gun on that. You know, look, Jerry, you're, you're bang on because it all comes down to what you said about scarcity. Yeah. Because when, the, when the, they've printed all this money in abundance, once you realize the only way to protect the wealth that you've earned working so hard, the only way to protect it is to get that something that's scarce. Yes. That's going to retain it. And that is what's going to drive the price crazy high. Mm -hmm. And wait till you find out what, what an, anal an, an analyst is calling for on the silver price. The number, 18778-SILVER, the website guildhallwealth.com. We'll get into that in the next segment here on The Real Money Show on AM640. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. Uh, Jerry, I just wanted to, before we get to where the prices of the metals are going because of all of the money printing and everything, um... And of course, they're under value. I just wanted to complete our whole thing about energy, if, if I may. Wrap it up. Um, because they're saying that Germans are rushing to buy electric heaters. And at the same time, there was another article out saying that bank, the Bangladesh power grid collapsed this week, leaving 140 million people in the dark. That's what happens when you put pressure on the, on the grid. 
it's not just in Bangladesh. Sweden is bracing for a winter of power shortages. Hmm. And, you know, that kind of brings me to um, a thought. Did you see that? Um, did you see that post that uh, DC Drano put out about what was going on in Florida? Here's what he said. He said, when everything went to hell in Florida after Hurricane Ian, I didn't see a convoy of Priuses, windmills, and social justice warriors coming to save the day. I saw diesel trucks, combustion generators, heavy tractors, fuel tankers, and a whole lot of bearded good old boys putting some of that toxic masculinity to work, saving lives and rebuilding society. God bless the true backbone of America, the hardworking men and women of the middle class. Great observation. Um, at the same time, you also kind of think like, hey, if I had to get out of here in a hurry, I heard someone talking about this. You know, I can only drive so far and then I got to I got to charge Plug it, it in. and how long is that going to take, et cetera. So, yeah, I think that I think that the infrastructure, I, I like the idea of uh, all these electric vehicles. I know we've been kind of getting the impression that we're disparaging them. I love the idea of them. I just don't know if the infrastructure is ready for the society to be fully on to that which is why going back to the Blinken comment, I find so... Yeah, and you have California at the same time banning, and you're going to ban the use of gas-powered vehicles, a total ban by 2030. Uh, the agenda is very clear. Not, a, not, a, not using both in unison or um, try to scale it down or use the cars, you know, gas-powered cars only so much. You're going to ban them totally. Uh, that's very draconian. You have to think with these with these quotes, like Andrew Blinken, Anthony Blinken, talking about uh, here's an opportunity. You know, my guard goes up for sure. Yeah, you know, how many times did we hear through COVID, um, Weth mm -hmm. um, associates saying we have an opportunity to reset this or an opportunity to that? And I always just feel like the opportunity is always you're you're losing freedom or they're spending your money. Mm -hmm. That's that's what I hear when I hear that that concept. So, OK, look, let's get back to um, the precious metals. Just the example sticking to just a fine line of governments not having the discipline to not print money. They did it. They did it all through COVID. They did it since 1971. In fact, they, had, they did it well before then, which is why they had to go off the gold standard because they didn't want to let go of any gold. Of course, all they had to do was revalue gold, and then everyone could get, the, get their, their uh, debts paid um, or their credit back. Nonetheless, um, there's a, an analyst that's on King World News a lot, and he was looking at some of the charts. Jerry, he was talking about um, the silver roadmap, and he's looking at a price target based on where we are, based on where we've been, just looking at the charts, of $370 silver. Now, does that seem ludicrous to you or a real possibility? It's a real possibility, Jeremy. It's about participation at, at the same time. There's a psychology and a shift moving away from risky assets, assets that are overvalued from the stock markets to property values, uh, rushing into a, a very scarce uh, metals market, physical metals market. And we're seeing the move ever since last year, we saw Palantir and we're getting big money coming in, c coming in now. We're talking about uh, 
Blackwater uh, getting in the, or sorry, Bridgewater <laughs> getting in uh, and getting in the market uh, in precious metals. And it's really coming down to participation. Uh, looking at the scale of what is going to be coming into the market, we know that the global financial assets in all global markets, you know, from derivatives to com um, non-monetary commodities, real estate, REITs, muni bonds, you name it, all of those financial assets around the world, they represent $200 trillion. Now, there's $8 trillion worth of gold, $1.5 trillion worth of investable gold. Now, just 1.5% of all of those global financial assets from 200 trillion, if only 1% of that get into gold, you're wiping out the entire investable above ground gold available for investment. Now you talk about that for silver. Silver is that, that silver bullet at the bottom of Exeter's pyramid, just below gold. Silver for 370, in my opinion, is very low. That's a conservative ballpark figure. I've seen 370. Uh, for me, I see it much higher. Yeah, I think uh, for me too. I, I totally think um, that it can definitely go there. I think that the precious metals, especially prices on silver, don't appear, in air quotes, precious. There's nothing precious about 35 bucks. Nothing precious about that. $500? Okay, now we're getting into a, a, a feel for precious. And I think that's kind of the idea, that if the price looks low, I don't want it. I don't want it. We've all heard those type of stories, right? I remember hearing a story where, you know, someone had a development in a Caribbean place and uh, condos and they had them priced really reasonably, really cheap. Like, you know, you could Good get value. it. Anyone could get it. So couldn't sell one. Threw the price up, tripled, bang, couldn't sell them fast enough, right? Because it, <laughs> was, the yeah. it was the impression that it was, that it was rare. Now, don't get us wrong. When we said that there are shortages in physical metal, there are shortages. The premiums are coming from the wholesalers themselves because there's such a lack of the physical product. And so if we're going to protect against all of the uncertainties that are coming our way, all of these policies that seem to be just absolutely insane, we need, we need to protect ourselves. We need to protect our wealth. You have home insurance. You have life insurance. You have car insurance. You have wealth insurance. Gold and silver are negatively correlated to fiat currencies. Why? Because they're not a currency. It's money. You have to store your wealth in somewhere where it's going to be safe. Gold and silver have been money for thousands of years. They are the go-to. It is the genealogy of all of the all of the I don't know if that's the right word, but all of the words around money mm -hmm. and debt tools and, and all of these things are all based on gold. That's right. Gold is money. And you need to have a little bit in your portfolio. And if you've never done it before, start small. Just pick up a little bit, get an idea of how this all works, how the invoice works, how it looks and how does it feel and looks in your hand. That comfort will breed confidence and mm -hmm. you need to build up to it and you'll start to love having physical gold in your portfolio. And we'll show you some charts that show this is one of the best things that you can own. It's not the only thing, but it is one of the best things. And I sleep well at night. You sleep well at night, Jerry. You have to get involved. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. Go to our e-store, guildhallpreciousmetals.com. Easy to pick up a tube of silver maples, a 10-ounce bar, an ounce of gold, right from the comfort of your own home. Very easy. We'll ship it to your door. It's The Real Money Show on AM640. We'll be right back. 
You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. Jerry, in the last segment, um, we were kind of talking about the government's inability to not print money that uh, they just don't have discipline to stop doing it. Um, or, you know, we could talk and speculate about the reasons, but that's, that's the fact of the matter. That's what you can see. They cannot stop doing it. Mm-hmm. The other thing they cannot stop doing is, is deficit spending. <laughs> Crazy deficit spending. Listen to this. The Canadian government, I guess the liberal government, spent a hundred, no, uh, sorry, $3.7 million on a gun buyback pro- program without purchasing a single firearm. Oh, goodness. <laughs> That's you know, a great one. And, and I'm sure you've heard about all the bonuses that the government has received throughout COVID while people yeah. were being laid off, right? Because mm-hmm. they were obviously helping the Canadians so much that they decided to give those people benefits, mm-hmm. additional benefits. I'm going to jump from Canada to U.S. here for a second, okay? Mm -hmm. Uh, Biden announced this week that he's sending another $625 million to Ukraine. Mm -hmm. Did you you hear about this? Yeah, I heard that. Okay. On top of the other billions he spent and nothing much to uh, to the Floridians. I, I bet you didn't hear this one, though, that the Office of the Inspector General is auditing all of the money that's been sent. Follow the money. Right? That was that was pretty interesting, and that kind of um, anyway. Now going back to the Canadian government, they've spent a hundred and five dollars on a digital ID contract. Now I know you heard about that. What do you make of that? I mean, that's a crazy investment into. We want everybody onto digital ID for travel, right? We want to work towards what can only be described. You will not. Right? Set up the set up the table. Try to convince me that digital IDs and digital currency are not communist. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know what the what it leads to in in China. The digital the the credit scores. Well, where where are we going with this? Well, these these communist ideas come from communist institutions. This is coming from the Bank of Canada, which is snuggled deep within the World Economic Forums. Uh, basket of 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 members of opportunities of opportunities they've got a basket of opportunities over there <laughs> that's right yeah. and they're taking we've advantage a, of we've the got people. a basket of physical metals we absolutely do we'll talk about that more later but we talk with this coming these are policies coming from a bank of canada that's tried to tell us that the thought of inflation is actually in your mind the more you think of inflation the more it's going to f- come to fruition that's what the bank of canada tweeted Back in August, on August 15th, the more people believe in inflation will continue to increase, and the longer they believe it will last, the more likely it will rain high. Ah, so the Bank of Canada has been reading The Secret. Yes. That's what, they've, that's what they're resorting to now. The Secret. <laughs> the Secret. The Secret. <laughs> they go revealed. home at night, and they just say, we need to just envision and bring into my life no inflation. No. That's how we're going to do it. And stop thinking about it. It's not happening. It's not happening. Just... Back your currencies with gold already. It'd be over in a day. That's all you have to do. That's all you have to do. Of course, they don't, they don't have gold in Canada. It's in the ground. 
Uh, this leads very quickly. I want to talk about this. One of the things people are very, very worried about is this idea of confiscation. They feel that, that I, I don't know, that I guess one thing is, is there's a confusion between um, the banks being bailed in and storing your physical gold at a vault outside the banking system. Mm-hmm. Can you... Can you uh, touch on that? Yeah, so we we had bailouts back in 08. Then in 2016, Bill C six D Bill C, 15 became law, uh, along with uh, the the bail-in regime. So we saw back in 08, it was the governments bailed out the banks with billions, and now this time around, banks will be permitted to seize deposits. Is what the this new clause is talking about. And Trudeau signed that into law on June 22nd, 16. You can look that up yourself. Uh, don't quote me on that one. It's 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 it is in there as law, but now that people have this in mind, um, because money is just digital, and the idea would be to undigitize your wealth into physical precious metals. That's your first firewall. But then the second one be to ensure that it's off the SWIFT system, and outside of the financial system, outside of the banking system, and by doing that, either taking it home, it's still liquid, or have it, if you have an RSP, this is a conversation to have. You know, you want to have something that is a store of value that will be there when you become 71, that you can access the gold when it becomes a riff, because you don't want to access a dead currency when it's 71. What does the loonie look like? What does the U.S. dollar look like? You At least you have you can take in-kind gold home, take home bar number 61572. That's the bar that you have there in the vault. You have the itemized inventory report. So what we've done here at Guildhall, it's created firewalls away from the 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 potential of this of this uh, of this grab and if it's already written in the book so we have a bailout problem look it up it's the canadian center of policy alternatives they wrote about how many banks in canada we were taught we were told that the banking system here was great that it was just the u.s and lehman brothers and fanny Freddie, freddie mac it was actually Canada as well. So and we have to do what we have to do and, and, and protect our wealth. And none of, none of the issues ever got solved. They had low interest rates and, and massive debts for and, and printing money and debt creation for another decade. And then here we are, everything's converging and we wanna be out of harm's way. And the best way to do that is to have some physical metal. Now again, if it's in a physical vault, which is outside the banking system, then you don't have to worry about a bail-in. And the product is fully allocated and fully segregated to the client individually, right? So that is the same as having a physical asset in your possession at home. It's the, it's the same thing. You know, when we're storing at a vault, their role at the vault, what you are paying for when you're paying for storage and insurance is for them to physically, with the walls, with the security cameras, with the guns, to physically protect your assets. That's their role. So. Yeah, I'm not a big, uh, I'm not a believer in tanks rolling in the streets and full out fascism. I don't think we get there. Um, So I'm not fully concerned about that. But in general, just this idea of bail-ins, yeah, get out of the system. Have some of that physical precious metals. Give us a call. We don't know when uh, the next shoe is going to drop, but Hmm. all of these events are converging. And we just really want people to be protected and to survive and thrive through these times. Remember, if you can't hold it, you don't own it. I know these debts don't seem to matter, and, but they, they don't until they do. And we're starting to see credit crises uh, grow all around the world. So get some physical precious metals. Give us a call. The number is one eight seven seven eight silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. We want to thank all of our current clients. We want to thank all of our new clients, 
great new relationships. We're so happy that uh, you know you join us every week on the Real uh, Real Money Show, and we're just thankful for everyone during uh, a weekend of Thanksgiving. So everyone, enjoy your holiday. Give thanks. There's lots to be thankful for. We know that there's going to be lots of success coming our way, especially for those holding physical medals. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you, everyone. And we look forward to speaking with you next week here on The Real Money Show on AM640. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.